0: Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University.
1: Hello, my name is Shizue Rochidachi, and I'm a student intern at the Yale Farm. My guest today is Taylor Kokalis, who's one of the co-founders of Good Food Jobs. Good Food Jobs is an online job search engine which is designed to connect people looking for meaningful work with food-related businesses that need them. Launched in 2000. 10 um in October the site has posed over, th- posted over posted over 3000 jobs and has over 16000 registered followers. So, hi Taylor. Hi. <laughs> how's it going? Good. Thanks so much for coming in. My um, pleasure. So, I guess the the first kind of obvious question is what is a good food job?
0: Oh, that's a broad one. But um, okay, so essentially, um, Good Food Jobs is an online job search engine that we designed to connect these people looking for meaningful food work with the businesses that need their energy, enthusiasm, and intellect. Um, But we define a good food job as uh, something pertaining to sustainable food and food culture. So essentially, we decided to curate the site based on this interest that we saw within the food world. So there were a lot of people who, um, like me, had graduated from college. Um, you know, they went off into perhaps uh, corporate jobs or jobs that they were, I'm um, air quotes, uh, supposed to have, um, ones that paid a salary and gave them health insurance and all of those really great things. Um, and I went off to do food-related work, and I found more and more often people were coming up to me and saying, I'm really interested in food, and you have a really awesome food job. How did you find that? Because it's not the obvious type of job that we would think about. Um, In our culture, a lot of times people think about jobs specifically in uh, reference to restaurants. So all of a sudden, they mean either you want to be a chef or you want to own a restaurant. Um, And what we tried to do with the site is provide this um, place where people can go, where they have much broader interests in food. Um, So after my undergrad degree in hospitality management, I studied... um, Uh, did a master in food culture and it was at the university that Slow Food founded and they talked about this idea of gastronomy and gastronomy is the way that food relates to various aspects of culture be it economics, sociology, psychology, um, food production, um, uh, politics, um, all of these different arenas that people don't usually associate with food. Um, So a good food job kind of encompasses all of those different things. Um, and at the heart of it, we just want to make sure, you know, people are doing something that they really believe in. So there's kind of this um, social aspect to the work that people are doing because they think it's important to rebuild our food culture.
1: Great. And so, and so people can go on to good food jobs and not just find jobs working as a line cook um, or working as a farmer, but you kind of encompass different sorts of Different sorts of opportunities. Could you give me some? Oh, examples? sure. Uh,
0: it's funny because people ask us all the time. You know, oh, I have this. Uh, uh, you know, sort of alternate weird opportunity. Can I post it on there? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, good food opportunities was just a little bit too long of a URL, and so we thought good food jobs was just a little bit more succinct, mm-hmm. and people can really connect with that. Um, but we encourage all sorts of opportunities to be posted on the site at this time. So anything from you know internships apprenticeships, um, part-time jobs, full-time jobs. Um, uh, even a lot of people have posted businesses for sale or educational opportunities. Um, at this point, we don't really want to uh, rule anything out because um, we're sort of in the stages of infancy in this, you know, field. And we just want to make sure that people understand ways in which they can get engaged and involved. Um, so, Yeah. So you
1: said you had a really great, good food job. How did you get there? You said you went to Cornell?
0: I, I did. I um, did my undergrad at Cornell University uh, in the hospitality management program. And while I was there, um, not only was I uh, getting interested in the things that were going on at the hotel school, but also things that were going on in the ag quad and going down to the farmer's market and uh, learning about what slow food was. Um, So it was really interesting because there was this progression, and I see this evolution a lot with people. So my background was that when I was in high school, um, you know, I would do all of the things that high schoolers do, like I was, you know, on sports teams and did the yearbook and, um, you know, uh, had all these activities and was doing my schoolwork. But then I would come home at, you know, seven or eight at night and then I would bake batches of cookies and banana bread and all of these different things from scratch. Um, and what I would do is I'd bring them into school with me. I'd carry a basket filled with baked goods. And it first started, I would, you know, bring them to my study hall class. And, you know, my friends would eat them and say, oh, my God, how did you make this? Like... How is that even possible? Um, And so, uh, you know, from there, I started to then give them to strangers, you know, people that I didn't necessarily know. And I I really liked the reaction that I got when you shared good food with people. And that was really what energized me. And so when I was looking for university programs, um, you know, everyone said, oh, like, you must want to open a bakery. And I said, no, that's not really what I want to do. Um, And, you know, I was looking for food related programs, but I knew I didn't want to go to culinary school because I didn't necessarily want to cook for a living, um, mainly because I saw this huge disparity, you know, there was like all these people that couldn't even fathom how you could make something from scratch if you were going to make a cake obviously it would just be from a box Um, so I thought that there really needed to be this um, revival of home cooking as a means for getting people interested and engaged in food so I studied uh, hospitality management my undergrad because it was one of the only like really reputable um, food-related you know college degrees at the time and I thought this is great because I can study food and business and even though the hotel school is really um, focused on, uh, you know, hospitality management in the sense that uh, it's hotels and restaurants. Anytime I had a project, I'd gear it toward, you know, uh, a farm market or a retail store or something of that nature. So I kind of tailored it the way that I wanted. And then after I graduated, I did what any um, really savvy, recent grad would do and I delayed reality for another year (laughs) and I decided to matriculate into this master's program um, at the university that Slow Food founded and it was the first year they were running the program so it was a master in food culture Um, so it was all about sort of understanding the way that traditional food products are made and how they differ from the things that we find um, you know in our current culture and how to communicate the differences between those two things Um, how to get people in Engaged in food in a really meaningful way. So after I graduated from there, uh, I immediately took a job at Marie's Cheese in New York City. Um, it was really important to me to find a job where we were providing really great products and also educating people about it. So I found that either people were selling really great products and uh, you know, consumers didn't really value uh, those products because they didn't really understand what was special about them, Or, uh, you know, people were just saying, like, oh, no, this thing is too elite, like, you know, there's no possible way. So they were, they were, they might have been educating people, but since they didn't have the products there immediately to back it up, you know, uh, the message was getting muddled. Um, And so that was really important to me. And this opportunity turned up to run the education program there. So it was the only thing from my education that I was uniquely qualified to do because there were three different aspects to the job. One was running this department. So it was understanding sort of the finances of it and the operations. So there's a business component to it. There was a hospitality component because not only were you hosting people that were coming to the class on a regular basis, but also hosting the instructors that would constantly come in to teach. Um, And then there was a food culture component because a lot of the content that we were talking about was all um, different aspects of um, food production and, and sort of understanding how these different products that Murray sold um, were really unique and different. So things like cheese, olive oil, cured meat, chocolate, gelato, butter, um, all the really good stuff. Um, So that's kind of how I I segued um, into Good Food Jobs, because in the job that I had before, I was constantly coming into contact with these people that were using food as their outlet you know it was they went to their regular job but at night they would come to these classes because it was what they really cared about and they were trying to figure out how to make the transition into a more permanent um, you know career
1: and so you saw these people that you were you were thinking oh I can you know they just need a good food job and that's when the idea you and your co-founder Dorothy um decided well, there's there's a need and and we might as well fill it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. What we decided was that we wanted to help lower the barriers to entry into the food world. And um, you know, it's it's interesting because when we started the site, you know, a lot of people say, oh, how how are you able to get so much success so quickly?" And we said, you know, okay, first of all, when you're starting a business, it's really hard to know the exact moment to start spreading the word. You know, you're a little bit um, secretive at first because you don't want to give away the idea before you have enough work done um, so that someone else will steal it. But as soon as you launch it, you really want to hit the ground running. Um, So we really had to strike this balance. And we noticed that this was something, you know, we didn't have a lot of quantitative analysis on. But we knew like in the depths of our soul that people were really interested in this. And we kept meeting people over and over and over again, who, who just really like so desperately wanted to do something that they believed in. And we believed that we could do something about that. Um, And so, uh, you know, the other problem was when we would tell people about the site, you know, oh, we want to have this site where we have, these jobs devoted to sustainable food and food culture, people would go, oh, great, but what does that really mean? Like, are those jobs really out there? So in the months um, preceding when the site actually launched, as we were developing it, because that took a, a few months to do, uh, we actually started this newsletter. And we sent out an email to 600 of our closest friends and colleagues and family members, and we said, hey, we're going to be starting this site. Here's the idea. Um, here's the splash page that says we're coming soon, and you can sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And when we sent out the newsletter, each week we would include job postings. So it really gave this... Um, this uh, you know, concrete evidence that these jobs existed, which gave people a lot of faith and also allowed them to start being much more creative. Um, It kind of legitimized the field to a sense. Um, And then um, at the same time, we also started this blog, which was a really... You know, in hindsight, it was a really quick decision. I said, Dorothy, why don't we just do a blog that goes along with this? Because people are having a really hard time visualizing what these jobs look like. And what we need to do more than anything is get people to connect to this idea. Um, because right now it's not a normal thing in our culture, you know, and we knew that because every time we told people we wanted to work in food, it was really hard for us to be able to identify specific, um, pathways, um, and And that was really hard for us and took a lot of commitment and motivation and a lot of explaining to your relatives and family friends what exactly you were doing with this really uh, fancy degree that you got, uh, and make it seem like something that was meaningful. And we said, you know, we really want to be able to provide a support system for people. So the blog did a great job of ascribing a personality um, to these things that we were doing and giving people uh, really concrete evidence that this. This was possible
1: sounds like people were pretty convinced.
0: <laughs> yeah it didn't take too long in fact uh, over the course of four months while we were building the site and we had people be able to sign up for the newsletter we got 4,000 people to sign up just by word of mouth we weren't doing anything we were just sending out the newsletter every week but I think because it was something that was so desperately needed at the time um, you know the users kind of did the work for us and they were the ones that spread the word and continually that's the way it is. Um, and, you know, before I, this is a good note that I have to update the numbers, but um, as of this morning, we have actually posted 6,700 jobs and we have over 30,000 active users. Um, so in a short amount of time, that's really been able to, to rack up um, pretty quickly, especially considering these are really intense users that um, believe in the site.
1: Thanks guys. Hi, my name is Shizoy Rotadachi and I'm a student intern at the Yale Farm. My guest today is Taylor Kokalis, who's one of the co-founders of Good Food Jobs, which is an online job search engine designed to connect people looking for meaningful work in the food related to the food-related businesses that need them. So thanks for coming in. Thank you. Um, I think good food jobs, what, what I'm so struck by is the fact that it really helped to define this sort of amorphous, sprawling field of gastronomic professionals that uh, didn't wasn't really defined before they were just kind of in their own little micro niches do you think that uh
0: good food jobs has kind of surpassed its role as just being a job search engine oh for sure uh one of the things that's super important i believe to the success that we've been able to have is that there is a real community um, and, uh, you know, if it were just about the jobs, I think it would be way different, but people write us all the time and they say things like, you know, thank you so much for having this site. Um, it's really meant a lot to be able to show this to my parents, to prove that this is a field that I can go into, um, and to prove that there are opportunities available. Um, so I think that it's really filled a gap in a meaningful way and we're really happy about that because that's what we set out to do
1: <laughs> yeah, so so you kind of anticipated that good food jobs would become this sort of community hub, or at least you hoped that that would that
0: that was the hope because we really wanted people um to be able to connect with us um, you know to me uh, you know a lot of what we 're talking about is an interest in food, and food is the way that it's the lens through which we view a lot of things, so as the site evolves my job almost becomes less and less about food and more and more about humans and people and human nature and relationships. And one of the things that I notice now is that there's this sort of huge cultural cultural epidemic where, um, you know, I was just reading a book by Brene Brown, and and she does um, research on vulnerability and shame, and she talks about this idea of the never enough culture, like nothing you can do is ever enough, and that how that's really stifling our creativity and innovation in um, ways that are not good for us, and so I think part of what we are here to do is to remind people that there is a space where they belong, and that is a really, really powerful message, and it's allowed us um, to be able to, you know, foster a lot of interest in this field and get people engaged in a way that they might not have been able to do before, which is awesome.
1: On that note of engagement, I know you now have a partnership with the New York Nonprofit just food in creating your good food jobs fair and you've Mm -hmm. also encouraged a lot of local meetups to create face-to-face contacts which i think all speaks to the fact that good food jobs goes beyond being just an internet platform was that also one of one of your intentions going into it
0: yeah well one of the hardest parts about starting a web-based business is that as you may be able to tell we're kind of people people (laughs) i'm a people person i love to meet up with people especially you know the whole reason why we started this is because I started making so many food related friends because I just loved this connection that we could have where I meet this person and I go you know i don 't really know them that well, but I know that they get my interest in food and they know that this is you know really important to me and my life 's work it 's almost like some sort of calling um, and so uh, you know when we decided to start this web based business. It was a little bit hard for us because we said, ah, we're going to be starting something where we're not connecting with people face to face. So how do we get around that? Um, And we continue to try and come up with ways that we can get around that. So one of the first things that we did when we launched the site is that, you know, while the site was in development that summer before, you know, we were sitting in our apartments in Brooklyn. and we decided to reach out to a whole bunch of universities in the Northeast where we're based and, um, any place that had a food studies program or gastronomy program or slow food chapter or an organic farm. And we just contacted them and said, Hey, can we come talk to some of your students? Um, and that was a really valuable experience for us, uh, because we were able to connect with people face to face and also continue to hone the message, um, there's something really different about speaking to people in person than doing things um, via the internet. So there's a lot of curation that we have uh, on the site where, you know, every week when we do our newsletter, I'll write it on Monday, I'll send it to Dorothy, she'll do the editing, she'll send it back to me, I might make a few more minor adjustments. So there's this kind of detailed process, but um, there's nothing that really takes the place of being in front of someone and being able to have these dynamic conversations. Um, so we really like that because with the site, it's it's less of of that and it's more, um, you know, being able to really think about what you say because, uh, you know, you're able to have the time to compose yourself. Um, so we kind of like this idea that, you know, um, you can interact in, in different ways.
1: And also it must be invaluable for people to come together and realize that, you know something that seemed like such a micro niche like making artisanal chocolates in brooklyn is actually part of something that really has a collective force i know i know my roommates and i love going up on good food jobs and just being like oh my goodness we could we could be a forager and be <laughs> friends with people that are doing those sorts of things you know and so um i think i think it's really incredible that good food jobs has done that for people and and also you mentioned the idea of um The fact that you launched your blog as well and kind of in creating this uh, faces to this community, um, you have your gastronome profile series. I was wondering whether you could... Kind of describe what that
0: what that series is. Sure. Um, so uh, the the name is a play on words. So our blog is called the Gastronomes, um, but it's spelled with gnomes, g n o m e s, because gnomes are supposed to be uh, sort of creatures that inhabit the earth and are kind of custodians of this, you know, precious thing that we have, and that's kind of the the basis of our interest in food and sort of, um, you know. Uh, understanding how we can get people interested in in sort of the environmental aspects of food and the social aspects of food and doing the social good but all via somewhat jovial creatures which we like to consider ourselves um, and so that was kind of the basis for the name of the site but what we do is every week we release a new profile every Tuesday in conjunction with our weekly newsletter and we always ask people the same six questions um, and It's amazing to me because especially for the first, say, two years of the site, there were a lot of people that would write us all the time and not know that the blog was necessarily connected to the site or they thought the site was kind of, um, you know, like an afterthought because of the blog um, when in reality the blog is in conjunction to the site. Um, And I think that really just goes to show you how much sort of this the the power of connection is so when people see these stories they say you have no idea how much reading the stories and the insight from these people helps me in my job search or helps me in the job that I have or helps me be able to connect with other people Um, and I think that's really so important you know because we need a lot of support in this burgeoning field um, and and I think that the blog really helps us to be able to do that
1: yeah I think you've really been able to harness all these different components to make good food jobs um, a place that it's a really nice, cozy community <laughs> to,
0: to, to enter into. Thank you so much. Uh, that really that really pleases us. And sometimes it's funny because when you're doing web related work, you know, occasionally there will be a, a web glitch or um, or you know we'll make typos in the newsletter. And when people write us, you know, first of all, if they're irate and we write back, they say, "Oh gosh." I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that someone was gonna be there and actually read that and write back and we're like, Yeah, it's just us. We're just hanging out and we're we're here. We're happy to answer any of your questions. Um, but also, you know, we say we really apologize, but we hope this proves that we are indeed a very human organization and there are people here that are doing stuff it's not robots um and we make mistakes but we also care and we're moving in the right direction that's the hope um so we hope everyone forgives us for things like that great
1: okay third section thank you guys okay you good Hi, my name is Shizue Rotodachi, and I'm a student intern at the Yale Farm. My guest today is Taylor Kokalis, who's one of the co-founders of Good Food Jobs. Good Food Jobs is an online job search engine designed to connect people looking for meaningful work with the food-related businesses that need them. So in a previous interview that uh, you and Dorothy did on Heritage Radio Network, you or or maybe it was Dorothy said that good food jobs was the first in many steps to rebuilding the food economy. And I was wondering whether you could elaborate on that on that point.
0: Sure. Um, So essentially, when I described my background in food, I talked about how I had this major interest in food culture. So food is a really important part of everyone's everyday life. And I feel like for something that should carry so much weight in our culture, it doesn't necessarily carry as much weight as we sh- as it should. Um, and so when I had my initial job at Murray's Cheese, it was awesome because every night we'd have 24 people coming into the classroom and we'd be able to get them really energized and enthused about food. And that was great. But I started to think about, okay, in our next step, what can I do to have a more profound impact? Um, and so instead of us just doing one specific food-related job, we decided how could we help empower others and employ others in this um you know uh crusade to rebuild our food culture and so that's kind of where we focused our energies um and and we kind of think that that really is the first step to rebuilding the food economy um and uh you know if we get more people to be dedicating their daily lives and energies um you know to this crusade that it will have sort of a a magnifying effect and really do great things I wonder
1: whether you think uh, something like good food jobs um, would have been able to be successful 10 years ago, or is this kind of a more immediate resurgence that, that we're experiencing?
0: You know, that's a really great question. Um, and I remember when I was looking for college programs, like I said, there there weren't really a lot of options besides going to culinary school if you wanted to do something food-related. Um, If I were looking at schools now, um, you know, there are all sorts of opportunities available, be it food studies, food systems, gastronomy programs. um, And I think that's really helped our cause. Um, So it's not just us with a megaphone talking about this one thing, but it's, you know, we're doing one thing as part of a larger system, which has really helped helped it along. um, And we're really fortunate for that. Uh, I guess uh, I should thank my parents for just being born at exactly the right time and, and really allowing this to take off. But also, if you think about, you know, 10 years ago, maybe we wouldn't have been able to do it just surely based on the capacity for web development. So the technologies are becoming, so much greater, so much quicker. Um, and the prevalence of the internet as a tool for being able to build community um, has really developed in such a way that it's been helpful for what we're doing. So if we had done it 10 years ago, I think we could have made it work in some way. It just would have manifested itself in a much different way. And even though um, you know we started in 2010 and now we're in 2013, it's in constant development Um, it's not like oh we created this thing and now we can just sit back and not do anything Um, you know part of the pleasure of what we're able to do is continue to develop tools based on the feedback that we get from people and the people that we meet and how the the whole food world as a whole is changing and that's what makes it really exciting and, and very meaningful work for us for sure
1: yeah, well, I think it definitely speaks to the success of of the site and also of this sort of uh, movement. I guess you could call it by the fact of you know how many at least of, of my friends in college are are really considering it um, uh, a viable uh, place, uh, a viable career path. I guess which is which I think is interesting because I think you know the idea of of woofing for people who aren't familiar that's uh, worldwide opportunities on organic farms. Um, you know, to, to to take a jaunt during your college years or have a post-college adventure to go work on an organic farm. But I think it is, you know, difficult to explain that this isn't just, um, that good food jobs aren't just fun pastimes, that they can be actual careers where you can make
0: actual money. Oh, yes. And that's the whole point. Not only actual money, but actual change. Um, there is so much work to be done right now. And you know, one of the major things we always say is that deciding you want to work in food is kind of a blessing and a curse. The blessing is that there's so much opportunity to do incredible things. Um, but the curse is that there is no set path yet. So Choosing a career in this field is not the same as saying I want to be a lawyer or I want to be a doctor It's not stuff that's as easy to communicate at a dinner party or for your parents to tell their friends But that doesn't mean that it's any less meaningful in a lot of ways um, because of that it is a lot more meaningful um, And you know we're excited to be on the adventure with everyone for sure so you kind
1: of briefly touched on that on on this point but is that why you think it's really important to communicate these sort of success stories, whether it's through the profile or uh, the profile pieces on gastronomes or
0: through the newsletter so that people can really see like, ah, this is this is something I can be part of? Yeah. In fact, um, you know, I was speaking with someone this morning and in the conversation she was talking about, you know, oh, what are the major challenges? And I said, it's really interesting because the major challenge right now is is convincing people that this is a legitimate career path um especially for folks who have been told that there are specific things that they're supposed to be looking for in a job and one of the things that you know we talk about over and over again is that you know we really encourage people to invest in 10,000 hours you know, in the field before you even commit to saying, you know, I'm going to change the world, but that you get this experience and that you really see the the food, um, you know, I don't want to say industry, but the, the world of food systems, you know, from the inside, because only with that perspective are you then able to see the issues and see the problems and come up with really meaningful ways to make effective change. Um, And that's really hard. That's going to be the most, absolutely the most tender part of your career, because it's really hard to say, I graduated from Yale, and get the response, you know, of someone seeing the job you're doing and saying, you know, oh, the job market must be really bad out there, which was actually a comment that this person that I was speaking to um, had heard from someone. Um, And that's, That's a really hard thing to combat because because it's just hard. I mean, when someone is telling you that the the path that you've chosen isn't good enough based on the opportunities that you've been given, it's a really hard thing to go up against. Um, And it's a really hard thing to do it in a way that doesn't make you embittered (laughs) um, and allows you to make really positive change. and I think that's the point at which you know we're really connecting with people and we're providing a support system for them so that they know that um, this is a career path that is valid and there is a lot of change that needs to be made and yes it is an investment in the beginning but it is a worthy investment and we can do really great things together.
1: Yeah it's definitely nice to kind of uh, go home to the parents and and come out, so to speak, as as a good food job professional and be able to pull up the website and go, and see, I I can actually work (laughs) something that I'm talking about, you know.
0: Oh, oh, it's such a beautiful thing, and that warms our heart more than anything, for sure. Yeah, I wonder, um,
1: in looking at your demographics, Um, how many students you really are appealing to? Or is that just a really small portion of of kind of the larger interest group?
0: That's a really good question. And I would love to say that we're more savvy in terms of understanding our demographics. Um, But The truth is, we're not. Um, And so, you know, I know that I I make an effort to interact with a lot of students, and I definitely hear from a lot of students, but I also hear from people that write to me and say, I really wish you would give more coverage to career changing in your 50s. And um, I really, you know, that's something that's important to me. And I notice that it's kind of a hardship in the world of food because a lot of people. You know, not that there's blatant age discrimination, but they're inclined to hire people that are younger. Um, So, you know, we definitely hear from people all over geographically, all over in age range, all over in terms of their field of interest and food as well. I I wonder also when when talking about either
1: students that are going into the field or people that are making a change, uh, how often you hear. Uh, people talk about the importance of getting into a career that's more hands-on, um, especially when we're in kind of a culture that is very divorced from those sorts of
0: uh, tasks or jobs. Yeah, and a lot of people talk about how it is a major motivation for them. Um, I know personally, for me, I there was there was something that was really desirable about it because because I thought I was learning important life skills that I wouldn't otherwise have gotten. So even just being able to cook for myself every night is really important for me because I know there are a lot of people that can't do that. Um, And I see a lot of people having a real interest in this and having um, a sense that the tangible nature of it is really important. And being able to, um, you know, approach this sort of practical field with, uh, the knowledge and intellect and um, and you know thoughts that they have surrounding it, um, you know, is really incredible. Uh, and I think it's really transforming the types of food businesses that you see out there and the types of impact that they're able to have because people are getting a lot smarter about how they're running these things, um, which is great.
1: I'm gonna steal a question from your gastronomes profile next, which oh. is uh, what do you identify as one of the greatest opportunities in in food right
0: now? Okay so um you know I'm going to be able to talk about this from personal experience um but essentially because the the field is in such stages of development there are a lot of people who, who are really good at what they do in terms of food but they don't have the time or energy to be able to stop analyze what they're doing decide why they're doing it so well or what makes them special and then be able to share that information with others Um, and so i think that sort of that that basis for analysis and then teaching is really important and i'm constantly telling people you know essentially what we do sometimes i feel guilty about our job because number one it's really fun we get to meet a ton of people Uh, who all tell us how important the work that we're doing is. And it's funny because the reason I feel guilty is because our work wouldn't be possible without the good work they were doing, you know? And I think that if people step back for a second and say, okay, I don't necessarily, like I can care about food production, um, but there's more good that I might be able to do than actually producing the food. Um, and I think we need more people looking at these systems with a critical eye and being able to analyze them and then teach people about how to um, you know, run these businesses more effectively or make more positive change or challenge the status quo. Um, and telling those stories is is really important. I think it's the greatest opportunity in food right now. So seeing students now graduating, uh, potentially
1: entering the Good Food Job workforce, what sort of advice would you give to them? Um,
0: well, the biggest piece of advice that I would give is um, don't don't care too much about what other people think. Um, you know, it's really important. Like I said, those 10,000 hours, you have to go into it with faith that You're going to make things work and you're going to come up with good ideas. I mean, you all got into Yale, so you must be doing something right. Um, You know, you're smart, creative, um, and you need to, you know, tackle this um, in a way that, you know, you're going to say, I'm going to go into this and continue my education for another four years. Um, If you work out 10,000 hours, that's about three and three quarters years if you do a 50 hour work week every week. Um, So it's another investment in time, but I think it's the most worthy investment and it's the best investment to do it right when you get out of school because a lot of people will say, oh yeah, first I'm gonna go you know make a lot of money so that then I can be able to afford to do this um, but it's much easier to do right when you get out of school and it puts you on this forward progression you know you never have to go backward um, which is really nice you know, continue to build upon the experiences that you have um, and the knowledge that you're able to amass during this time and you know if you're doing really great things when you're 26 you know you're starting something really meaningful and great And people will say wow, you're doing this and you're only 26, you know, which seems really old to you right now, I'm sure, Um, you know, but as you get older, that's totally an incredible accomplishment and puts you um, on the path where you want to be.
1: Great. Well, Thanks for coming in. I guess lastly I just want to ask if there is anything I haven't covered yet about about good food jobs as a resource or or maybe particularly for our, our audience what
0: what you want to make sure they know. Um okay, so the thing that I most want to make sure that they know is that people are often really nice and when we when we come to do things like this uh, and we're on a podcast you know people are are so generous in the kind words that they give about good food jobs but i really do want to stress that the type of work that we're doing wouldn't be possible without the work that everyone else is doing so you know, one of the things that we value more than anything is relationships and um, while I'm glad people think Good Food Jobs is awesome, um, we couldn't do it without everyone else and without the, the greater community, be it both the job posters and the job seekers and anyone that's really interested. Uh, in this as a valid career path, so I just wanted to be able to say thank you to all of them and to you guys for having us here today. And if people have
1: any questions about good food jobs, is there is there someone they should get in touch with?
0: Me. <laughs> um, you can always find me at my email address, Taylor at goodfoodjobs dot com. Don't worry, it's plastered all over the site. Um, We're real people. We read the emails. Even if you have questions specifically about your career path or about a specific company or job you want to apply to, please don't ever hesitate to contact us. Oh, even if you have um, criticism about the site or any sort of uh, ways in which we can make it better or features that you'd like to see, um, always reach out to us. We're always here and always happy to hear what everyone has to say.
1: Great. Well, thanks so much for coming in today. Thank you. It was really my pleasure. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Have a great
0: day. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at www.yale.edu slash sustainablefood.